Hey, Geektitude listeners. I love gaming just as much as Joe loves gaming, and we love to talk about World of Warcraft and talk with people about it. So listen to Frazzlecast, a weekly podcast where we talk with people from around Azeroth and beyond. Find us at gnomepodcast.com or in your favorite podcast players. Just for spelling the name, it's F-R-A-Z-L-C-A-S-T. I should have thought better for naming that. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 155 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Ray is still out recruiting the young minds of the future. So today we are joined by the wonderful and infamous Kelly Hightower. How are you doing, Kelly? I'm doing well, Joe. How are you? have you been? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, it's been a little while. <laughs> it has. Uh, it's been a, it's been interesting times. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I've been watching Ray's Instagram stories, and so he's all over the place. Oh, he is. Yeah, no, he's like he told me. I think the you know sometime in August, he was like, "So they've taken my entire schedule of travel and compressed it into like it's usually." spans the entire school year and compressed it into the fall because they realized, well, if they're recruiting in April, that that's not going to help them. Right. (laughs) It's too late. (laughs) Yeah. So he's, so literally I think he gets like Sundays off with no travel for the next three months and he's already exhausted. (laughs) I can imagine. I'm like, I'm the, I mean, the things he's, he's sharing on Instagram, it just looks like that's the sort of work that would exhaust me having to be Mm -hmm. on and selling and cordial to teens like i, <laughs> I mean i'm sure you you you, you know this that's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Work. <laughs> well and then on top of this he's in the middle of his master's for um you know in art so you know he's he's a tired oh, guy yeah. <laughs> he's a busy guy he's a busy guy so what have you been up to how have you been um, I've been pretty well. I've been pretty good. The, the 2019 has been um, not the best year. Uh, my mother passed away early in the year, and you know that, that's that's never a good thing. Um, no. But I have been doing. I'm, I'm in a 2019 is a very transitional period for me. I've been doing a lot of things that I've wanted to do for a long time. I'm just going ahead and getting them done, and. Um, and there's, there's lots of new stuff coming up. I, back in May, took my road trip, which I don't think we've ever talked about on geek to tube but you and I talked about it on uh, State of the Geek, uh, to Nova Scotia. So I drove mm-hmm. from North Carolina to Nova Scotia. And if you are familiar with the map of America or of North America, I have now driven 
the entirety of the East Coast, length of it, because I, I have driven from North Carolina to Key West, which is the southernmost point. And I didn't drive to the northernmost point of North America because that's ice. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I just drove, you know, basically I was like, we'll just take Maine and Maine hooks around to to the, the furthermost, uh, I guess it's an archipelago. Um mm-hmm. I think I don't know, uh, but it's it's in Nova Scotia is it's up there and out there, so that was really fun. I spent a week doing that, and um, I loved Canada so much that I can't wait. To, now I want to go to Montreal. I want to go to Vancouver. I just kind of want to hit all the big cities and and you know see cool things. But this time I'll fly. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did the driving. That was an experience. I'm glad I had that experience. Everything went well. I had fantastic luck and 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 you know got to see really cool things and have beautiful experiences but um you know driving driving at, at 2 a.m through boston and and, and, and ugh, that whole new england you got, y'all gotta get it together that whole area <laughs> <laughs> i thought driving through new york like driving through manhattan because you have to clip a little piece of manhattan going the way that i went I thought that was going to be the worst. Yeah, that was easy peasy compared to getting through, you know, DC and Boston and those places. (laughs) They they just like, I remember Boston, like, I'm like, these were the same streets that like horse and carriage used to, this is not up to code. It really really is. And, And I'm very lucky. I mean, North Carolina has many, many flaws, but I love this state because we actually do have decent infrastructure. Our roads are, mm-hmm. are maintained. Our highways are lovely. We we have, you know, the most updated of exit ramps and signage, like th- that sort of stuff. You know, we take pride in mm-hmm. we're constantly working on our roads. And so I notice that when you go to a state that doesn't have that, and I'm like, my, my, my alignment is off just driving through the state. Like, fix your roads. Like, this is a Highway 95. It should not be this treacherous. Yeah. I, I, there's, there's, there are a few places in California where um, they have old roads from back in the days. And those are now walking paths. Yeah. <laughs> you don't try and put cars on. Like, just come on y'all like just get it together but um but yeah and just if anybody if anybody who listens to this is also a swear net or trailer park boys fan which there could be overlap um i did also i you could message me privately i'll tell you about all the the creepy stalkery things i did while i was up there and all the cool stuff i got to see that relates to to that show because those guys are there and they shoot everything there. So, <laughs> so it's all kinds of cool stuff that unless you know about those two, those two properties, those two TV, that TV show, you don't, you, it wouldn't matter. Um, but yeah, so I did that and that was pretty huge. And then um, I have decided to start a separate small business because even if you're a small business owner, you still have to work in a gig economy and just make several different gigs. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's, it's, uh, I'll, I'll talk more. I don't want to jinx it, but I'm really excited. I'm in, I'm in the branding phase. I've got my logos. We're going back and forth of revisions on the logo and I'm getting ready to take the business plan to the, to my little bank to get my little loan. Cause I don't want to use any of my own money. Um, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's foolish. Um, <laughs> if everything <laughs> fails and tanks, I'd rather, you know, be paying the bank back at a monthly rate than, than not being liquid. Um, Right, right, right. But yeah, so that's happening. And I and there's really nothing in this world I like doing more than uh putting together businesses. 
without any sort of real experience. I mean, I have experience in putting businesses together. None of them have really been that lucrative, but I enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, I am doing... I'm telling you, we need to start State of the Geek back up because I'm doing more political stuff now. I've joined, a, I've been accepted into a, a local program that essentially it's supposed to be about learning about my county and it takes a whole year and you have to apply and be accepted and you go on these trips. I've got like 30 trips planned where I'm with a group of 12 other people. We're the lucky 13 and we're going to meet all of our legislatures and meet all of the big business owners and all this, and a bunch of small business owners and learn how our local government works because they're basically grooming us to all run for public office. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it's not off the table. I used to think that because, because I'm from a very rural, I mean, it's a rural county um, in, in North Carolina and we do have some backwards thinking ways. And I thought when I had had, you know, relationships with women as an adult i was like well i'll never be able to run for public office but times have changed so now that, that doesn't matter mm-hmm. in fact it might be a selling point at this point <laughs> so, <laughs> i might be able to automatically snatch up a good percentage of a vote but um but yeah so that's that's on the far horizon um but but uh but yeah so that's that's pretty interesting and other than that i've just been like you know, like like Fergie said, I've been working on my fitness. I've been hiking and exercising. I, I've been doing a lot. I've been trying to eat better and, and eat in a in a in a more conscious way. And it's been really nice. The, I've I've found a, a a system that works for me that is incredibly easy. And uh, and if and it's it's I'm enjoying working out which is crazy. So <laughs> it might be like some sort of like weird depression I'm going through where I'm like, this is fun. Um, but, but yeah, so that, that I, I feel a lot better, which I think I needed with this year of terrible things that, you know, were happening. But yeah, that's all the, that's all the regular life, non geeky stuff I've been up to. What do you, nice. I got it. I got to say you posted a, you posted a picture on Facebook the other day and I'm like, wow, looking good, Kelly. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I was doing, <laughs> I did, I did a hike and then I was at this place and there was a trail I'd never done. I was like, I'm going to do two hikes. Yeah. I think it was that <laughs> so picture. Yeah. <laughs> I was like second hike I ch- and I had an outfit change. The first hike I had no hat. Second hike. Hat. <laughs> um, cause I like to keep it spicy. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, you know, I also hiking is an excuse for me to go to REI and buy a bunch of expensive right. stuff I don't need. And so that also is very fun Matt for just me. got um, a camelback. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd had one before and yeah. he, he was not he was not up to his standards. So he went out and got a new, a new one because he's trying to get out more and, and hike more, um, especially since I'm. Well, I, he and I need to. Well, just because I. Well, so he and I need to get together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, especially because now I'm I'm starting um, the the theater season at my school, and so I will be gone yes. quite a bit. And so this gives him something to do in the meantime. Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah, he and I could could discuss. I've got all kinds of Camelback uh, opinions <laughs> and brands and brand loyalty that I'm <laughs> that I'm sticking with because I found one I really liked. But yeah, no, I I. I it's it's a it's a whole subculture. So luckily you'll be you'll be yes. safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is funny because he tried to start. Um, there, there is a like an outdoors group out in Palm Springs, but everybody knows what I say about people in Palm Springs: old people, gay people, and old gay people. And like, like he's <laughs> like, it's great, but they're all eleven D. 
and he feels very self-conscious being mm-hmm. the youngest one. And so he's just kind of like, yeah, and they get up early, which is not my thing. So uh, I'll just go on my own. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I only solo hike. I mean, I would hike with someone else who wanted to hike, but I don't know anybody else who wants to hike that lives within a hundred miles of me. So um, solo hiking, it has its own benefits. It, it's really, it's nice. To be alone, you know? <laughs> oh, do I? So, um, moving on to weekly geekery, um, as I just mentioned, we, this week, um, it kind of officially kicked off the full season of my drama program at, uh, at my school. And we currently mm-hmm. have about last, last year we ended with 120 kids in the program. There's just about 500 kids in the school. So at this point I've got like 20% or more of the student body in my drama program. Um, yeah, we, oh we don't God. fit anywhere. We have to take up like four classrooms when we, when we have our elective, right. but um, this week we, we did casting for Les Mis because I can't do simple things. I have to do things that are crazy and out of, out of the reach of normal people. <laughs> um, right. And so I have a cast of 44 kids. We are doing Les Mis starting on Monday. <sighs> And we're very excited. Like I, I'm. Everything's gone very well, so I, I think it will be a good show. I actually have somebody building set. Like the principal gave me a teacher who is teaching a stagecraft class, so that my sets can get built and the kids can get credit for it. Oh, yeah. So you know, I've got a, I've got alumni doing the musical direction, and she's got like four seniors who are helping her teach the music, and um, it's just like we're. I have I have never seen <laughs> so many kids so nervous in my life because all all last week they were like, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous. I hope I get a part. I hope I get a part. And we actually ended up casting everybody because there was nobody that couldn't do something like they could that didn't have something that would contribute. Oh, that makes yeah. me happy. But we had um because you know Les Mis has a little Cosette who sings one song in, in Act One. Mm-hmm. We we asked for siblings and other kids from the community so that we would have a little girl. I don't want to you know take a small freshman and go here. Um <laughs> stimulate you on stage by letting you play a six year old. And Right. So we had this little 10-year-old come in. And Kelly, she blew every other kid's audition out of the water. She oh, wow. she did um I don't know if you're familiar with Spamalot. So she yes. did um what happened to my part which is the act two uh, lady from the lake song. Yeah. And she did this great job. And honestly, all week the kids were like nervous and they didn't bring in music and they didn't do what they were like. um, I just turned around to all of them (laughs) because it was all the kids. She, she, she auditioned in front of all the kids that got called back. Mm. And I was like, you can all go home. She's just going to do the show for you. (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, that, Oh, that's what if you're in the presence of super greatness and she'll go on to be famous. You'd be like, I, I cast her. Is this her first play? Um, no, no, she's she's gotten a couple down, but but uh, um, but I, I, I well, never mind. <laughs> well, she is she is she is part of my cast, so this is good. This is not my first. I actually have um my my senior uh my senior project at USC when I was in theater was uh, Snoopy the Musical, so I produced that, and my Snoopy is now on Broadway as Malfoy in the Harry Potter 
the, the what yeah, yeah, child? Chris Child. The, oh, that's really cool. You're uh, see, I know someone famous. <laughs> uh. um, and he was he was on. Uh, did you ever see She's the Man? He's yes. the Malvolio character, the one with the spider. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I love that movie. Yeah. I. I met. <laughs> I have. I. I have. I know so many people from USC that wouldn't made it big, but none, <laughs> none well enough that they've returned my phone calls nowadays. <laughs> so there was one year that the, right. there was one year that the Tonys were were up, and two people were were nominated that were in you know, either my class or the class before or after we were all kind of around the same time. And the first one was Stark mm-hmm. Sands, who was the first Charlie in kinky boots. And, um, the first, I forget the character's name, but the soldier in, um, American idiot. And he's on the cast albums and I'm like, Oh, Stark Sands. He's so like, he's a really nice guy. He's really cool. And then there was somebody else who came on and I was like, Oh, that's that guy. Yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you got to sell dirt on that person to like some sort of local, uh, or some not local, but some sort of of like theater rag, yeah, yeah. like like a, like a radar <laughs> online for theater geeks. Like, let me tell you stories about that. I, walk, guy. <laughs> I walked into school the next day and I was like, I just want you to know, I saw two of my two people I knew from college get nominated for Tonys last night, and I'm here with you people. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. Here I am making the world a better place. This is so dumb. I could be famous. Yeah, so that's what I've spent most of my week doing. But um, Great British Baking Show is back, and so we've we've tried to make time to to go and have dinner at my in laws place and watch that together. And they're releasing it episode mm-hmm. by episode, which is killing us. We're like, this is good because it's forcing us to take it slow. But damn it, we just want to binge it. I know it's like the dark ages. Yes, it's like, what the- <laughs> and it seems like those shows go so fast when you when you know that you're not going to get another one for a mm-hmm. week. You like look up and it's 45 minutes into it or whatever, and you're like, no, it's almost over. Well, and then the other one that we watch with them right now is. Did you have you ever seen Scott and Bailey? No. Oh, it's because we're again we're we watch only um, British crime dramas with my in laws because we know there's not going to be any sex or violence, and. Um, <laughs> And so uh, it's about two women who are cops in, you know, I think a London precinct and their mm-hmm. chief is a woman and it's just a very woman positive show. And there's like four and a half series. Like the last series is a, is a smaller series and we're in like mid four series. We're like, no, there needs to be more. I'll have to check that out. What, what, <clears throat> what provider is that on? I want to say it's Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good. Like the characters are very flawed, but they're realistic. And, right. and it's, it's just nice to see a show where the women aren't competing. They feel like they have actual real relationships. Right. So, yeah. So that's all, that's all we've had time for over here. How about you? What have you been geeking out about? I see some things that I'm very jealous about on your list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I um, don't worry, everybody. I'm still on the Destiny, um, but taking a break because they were supposed to release a new, um, not patch. What I'm thinking, update mm-hmm. some or, or extra content. There's a new a new event thing happening, and it was supposed to come out mid September. And so they did this big push for you to finish up everything in the five years worth of Destiny 
beforehand so that you can be ready for it. And I even, I like, I got the t-shirt, like I got to the level where I could get a t-shirt with my name on it. So that's already, that's already arrived. Like that's how, how long it's been since that part of it was finished. And once you finish that, it's just a grind. Right. It's just, there's nothing really to do. Not really any, any achievable achievements. And so I took a break um, because they pushed back the new release and that won't come out until October now. So I looked around in my to be like people have like a book pile of to be read. Like I have a to be played pile. Right, right. And and it's usually because what I would do at Christmas time because I if I want something I buy it before I even know I want it, mm-hmm. and so I have nothing for people to give me as Christmas gifts. And so with my parents, I would always just put video games that I eventually would want to play on my Amazon wish list for them to have something to wrap up and give me. Right. And so I had um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey which is the uh, Greek one. I mean, duh. Um, but it is very similar in in style um, to, to Assassin's Creed Origins, which was the Egyptian one, funnily enough. But it's 100 times better. And so I've been playing through that, and you can play as either the brother or the sister, much like Syndicate. And But the story in this one is, I think, far superior this is the best story we've had since syndicate if you're an assassin's creed player and i'm really enjoying it and and assassin's creed is one of those games where like it's it's the same thing like you're not going to get anything really new Mm -hmm. as far as like you're going to sneak around and stab people in the butt and kill them um (laughs) but the, the completionist enemy loves the fact that they mark off things you've already done on the map. And so you can look at the map and be like, oh, there's some things I haven't done in this place. Let me sail over there and go do it. And that is very cathartic. Like, it's very relaxing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very low stress game. Um, and, and and I enjoy that. So I've been playing that pretty pretty hardcore, uh, you know, just to, to have something to, to play on the PS4 until destiny comes until the the shadow keep whatever in the heck comes it drops and then <clears throat> as far as like films and stuff the only sort of geeky thing i've done lately because all my film festivals are done uh went to see it chapter two mm-hmm. uh last week and loved it um they did a really good job with the it movies this time i think or in my opinion um and it was scary. And there were certain things. There's, there's a. I was with a, the friend I went with. Uh, he, <laughs> I was. We were talking about like the scary parts in it. Like there's, there are some jump scares. Mm-hmm. But for me, a jump scare is in most movies cheap because it's you're scared of the sound and you don't really. Once the sound's done and it's like a split second, you're no longer scared. Right. And with it, with the chapter two, there were times where there would be a jump scare, but the visual was so frightening, which never happens to me in movies. I'm not afraid of any, like I go to films, to horror films by myself, independent horror films by myself. I can see anything. It's the, and it's not like a gore factor. It's just the thing that the CGI created was so frightening. The vision of, of, it was twice in the movie where I was like, shit, I don't know if I can take this. It's like, <laughs> really scary. Like, and I've read the book a dozen times. Like I know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but it's just like, Oh my God, I don't like looking at that. And so that was a new experience for me. And I, I enjoyed that. Um, Cause the bad thing about it, if you're a horror fan is you can get so used to the, the fear, like the whole point is to be scared. And mm-hmm. so you go into some things and, and there's some movies that just aren't even really remotely scary anymore. Cause you can tell when the jump scares are about to happen. Right. Um, Oh, this reminds me on another note, just really quickly. You remember that movie Brightburn 
that came out that was um, like the anti superhero. I've heard of it, but I didn't. I don't know that I saw Brightburn. I'm sure you didn't because it got panned. Like people hated it. I was really excited for it because I've always liked the concept of you know what if Superman fell to Earth but he was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like you know how we would we would we would be we it'd be over. Yeah, um, yeah, we'd be we'd be <laughs> we'd be in trouble. <laughs> right, and so so I mean that was kind of the concept, and but but. I was like, oh, I can't wait to go see this movie. And and that was during the whole, you know, mom tragedy times. And so I was trying to find a time to go see it. And I was looking at the reviews and they were like, no, don't go see it. It's not good. And I'm like, oh, that's disappointing. Because I thought it looked like it would be pretty good. Well, I rented it. It was daggone good. And and I think they're going to do like sequels to it and stuff. And I think the way I, the way I described it to someone who was like, well, what, you know, what's it like? If you liked any of the um Shyamalan glass series the mm-hmm. like the the unbreakable and and split and Gla- it's it's not as campy as those i mean like it's it's scarier than those those are more psychological and this is more kind of it's more of a horror thriller mm-hmm. it was really good so i don't know what everybody was talking about i liked it so i was, I was texting all my horror friends like don't don't believe the hype check this movie <laughs> out like <laughs> And and I was like, and then go review it somewhere because they 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 it's one of those where they set it up for a potential for sequels. Mm-hmm. So and I think eventually they might if 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 they get, I mean it made enough money to get the sequel. So I've, I have researched that. So they they are going to continue with it. But essentially, there's going to be like an anti justice league if they get through all the movies. That's awesome. Which I think will be fantastic. Yeah, they're going to they're going so, to do, do the Bizarro World um, DC better than DC does. Absolutely. And the thing is, they're going to, because like my problem, I mean, just to give on a small rant, my problem with the whole DC thing is that they do dark, but they also do camp at the same time. And so you never know where you're at. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Wonder Woman had a pretty clear theme. um, But, and, and from what I hear, because I haven't actually watched it yet, Aquaman, if you like it or not, at least it had a consistent theme throughout, but like the rest of the, it's like, they don't know where they want to go with it. It seems like think half of it is so dark and you think it's going to get gritty, mm-hmm. but then it never gets gritty enough. Right. So then it just, you know, it just is kind of like, you're kind of left hanging on, on both sides. Um, I, the Brightburn was, I mean, it was gritty. It was gritty from start to finish. It was dark, 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 violent and scary. And so if they, you know, pull up with three or four other, cause I think the concept with that is they're going to, they have, they mentioned four other types of superheroes at the very end. There's like a, 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 a an end thing, mm-hmm. and it's, I'm not giving I'm not gonna give the movie away, but you know, but like there's like like the the what's it called, credit scene where they're talking about that this With is this is an epidemic. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yes, and so in in the stinger they sort of set up other people, other other entities that have have sort of fallen to earth, and. Um, and so it, and and I think that what they'll do is that they they won't all be bad. Mm-hmm. So some, I mean, if they're all bad, I mean, it's just going to be a disaster movie. It'll be like a Godzilla. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> just, Although that would be very cathartic. Just wreck house and everybody, <laughs> right? It'd be like it's well, good. Well, at least you don't have to worry about it anymore. It's over. <laughs> but but yeah, so that, yeah, check check that movie out, people. I liked it. But um, other than that, I think I see the thing that you're jealous about. I went. For from ha- for a, a span of about two years with no real RPGs to I'm in three RPGs right now. Okay, all right, hit me with what what systems are you doing? So, well, here, well, well, here's the bad news. Um, no, <laughs> the so the so the one that is the most consistent at the moment, as in like it meets most regularly, is I got I got pinged 
because I'm always available. Um, I'm like the RPG slut of the group. Like I'll do anything. <laughs> just I've got my dice in my car. Like what do you need? Um, I was invited to play in uh, Lamentations of the Flame Princess, which have you ever heard of that? No, system? I haven't. Okay, so it might not be your thing. What what it is is they, they basically someone in a Kickstarter took the good rules from D&D 2nd edition. Mm-hmm. Which I argue all the rules are good. I love 2nd edition, but they they took they took sort of like the the flavor of 2nd edition Dungeons and Dragons and they created a a a world that is not dissimilar. There's more politics, there are fewer types of races, and it is a a it's more crunchy and you're probably your character will die like there is a lot it's a high mortality mm-hmm. because it's it's a darker world and so you're dealing with there's more there like I said, there's more politics there's more cities and regions like things that most of us didn't get into we played second edition we were all in in dungeons you know looking at mimics yeah trying to open chests and stuff like this it's a little bit deeper than that and the and the person running it is is he's real creative and good he's he's my friend tim and he's awesome so so I showed up to it expecting I showed up to it expecting my character to, to die. Mm-hmm. So when I know that my character isn't, I'm not going to have a love affair with this character for you know three years and d- draw them and devote journals to them. If I figure it's a character I'm going to lose, I don't put that much effort into the backstory. Mm-hmm. I just kind of and I did a he sent me a random generator and and so I I pulled up a random generator and I got this female human cleric who has a, a missing limb, which because it's that happens in this world like it's it's a brutal world. And so she has a wooden leg. And so then, of course, I named her Margaret Upright. And everyone calls her Peg. And she doesn't get the joke. She got she got Peg Leg. So so that has been hilarious. And so it's and so with a, we're with a, a group of uh, two constants and, and a couple of people who switch in and out. And that's been really fun. And so we play and we, and we play for a solid five hours. Like we sit down and do it. Oh, that's um, awesome. Right. Which has been great. Which is the first RPG I've ever had where we sat and we don't dither and and kibitz about nothing like which so it's it's been a good it's like a good solid gaming session and then that same tim um (laughs) he bought this other he loves a kickstarter this guy um and so he got this other game that it's called silent titans okay and honestly he said he said just show up and we play it during the day all the small business owners in our in our group take Friday off and on, on like, you know, once every couple months and we go play this game and <laughs> another, another good five hour session. And the thing about it is like, you're in this crazy world where like time and reality, it's like an MC Escher painting. Okay. As an RPG game. That's kind of, that's kind of nuts. And so it's, it's, it's crazy. And the whole time, like he said, don't, don't worry. I've got the book. You don't need the book because you're, you're not supposed to know what's happening or what's going on. So just show up and I'll give you your character. And I'm like, well, that's easy enough. And so we get there and like, I'm a, and, uh, and we all have amnesia, but I'm apparently a lawman who also has a pet baboon who's <laughs> kind of sentient. Of course. But I don't know what, uh, yeah. And, and like, well, we don't, and like the, like, you know, another player is like a, a teenage female contortionist or like gymnast, like, uh, it's insanity. And so I, I cheated and I went and looked at least to see what the book looked like online and like mm-hmm. what the pictures inside looked like. <laughs> Cause I can tell, like, I can tell an RPG by the illustrations. And literally I said, don't bring that book. Cause if you read from it, we'll summon a demon. It's the craziest <laughs> book I've ever seen in my entire life. That's awesome. No, it, 
it's fun. It's fun, but everything's insane. And just, and you can see, like, Tim loves it. Like, he thinks, like, this is the best thing ever because we're just like, what? We did what happened? He's like, oh, now you're back in the beginning. Like, what? Like, craziness. So that's fun. <laughs> and so um, the third RPG that I will be starting in, we just, as, as you and I have been talking, I just got emailed the spreadsheet of potential start dates and times we'll be able to do it because it's going to be there's five of us and of the five of us two of them are married couples who have children and who have job and who have like their own businesses and then i own businesses and so if you if you own your own business you can make your own hours but your hours tend to be weird Mm -hmm. and so evenings don't count like you can't just assume people have evenings off right 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 (laughs) So now, and me with this government thing, I'm, this government program training thing I'm doing, like, yeah, so so we've had to get together and everybody submit their calendars to, to <laughs> my friend JJ, and she's been working out, like, a mathematical code to figure out when days will all be available, but, um, but that's going to be the new uh, Call of Cthulhu uh, ad, uh, adventure set of the, I think it's the Mask of, of Nartholep, which I know I'm not saying that right. But I love a Call of Cthulhu campaign, yeah, and this is and this is. I don't know much about them, but I, I know that they are really dark and gritty, and can be really fun because the, they're not as crazy as that second one you were mentioning. But they can get yes. a little bit that direction. Yes. No. Yeah. And you and the and the the basis for all of the Call of Cthulhu games is that you see in like you live in a real world and you do real world things and you're a real world person, but then there's this 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 other realm that if you interface with it, you can lose your sanity, and so you have sanity points and a sanity counter, and there is a point at which you will dip below sanity, and your I mean your character basically is just a, a mumbling pile of mush, like who can't think anymore mm-hmm. and you have to i mean i guess at that point you die i don't know i've never i've never been able to stay in a call of cthulhu campaign long enough for anyone to actually go crazy um right. but uh but the but the dm the guy running this one is my favorite dm of all time um who was running all of the campaigns that i did in my late 20s and early 30s that you know where we met every single thursday for eight years you know like <laughs> he's the he's He's the like absolute best DM ever, and so I he's he's taken a break for for his own personal reasons for the past couple of years, and they and they have a, a five year old, which is I'm sure ninety percent of everyone's personal reasons for having to, to not do fun things, <laughs> right. and um, <laughs> so so yeah so so he hopefully this will will get him back in the back in the swing of things. I mean I I can't explain to people how good of a DM this guy really is like he's just he's and when he's and when he's on on his game like i'm over there weeping in a corner because i just am now in love with every character and mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is now my life and it's all i want to think about so so yeah so that that's that's all that i mean that's enough geeky stuff i feel like i have an embarrassment of geeky riches um <laughs> no, it, it's it's uh, i i only wish i could have half of those because right. i have wanted to be i have wanted to be in a tabletop rpg for ages but I know that I'm not going to be able to be in one unless I run it. Yeah. And I just don't have that kind of time. Right. And especially, I mean, what I have to do is I have to like have a bunch of uh, fun coming up with the stories and everything over the school year is my little like, okay, this is what I'm going to do instead of playing a video game today so that I can just get it started, run it over the summer and be done with it is what I really 
if I want to do it, that's what I need to do. Right. I just, I wish that we had teleporters because if you could teleport over here, I could get you into to a game every week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That would be so much fun. I know. Stupid distance. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Laws of physics. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, we are going to go take a quick commercial break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the dark crystal. Because uh, it's kind of awesome. Yes, agreed. All right, we'll be back. Hello, friends. This is Troidal Power inviting you to join me over on Twitch most weeknights sometime after dinner. Video games have always been a social hobby for me, with friends and family crammed together on a couch chatting away while someone holds the controller. And thanks to the power of the internet, I've got my own virtual couch over on Twitch where you can kick back and goof off while I play games. Find me on Twitch by searching Troidal Power, that's T-R-O-Y-T-L-E Power, to snag a spot on the couch. Hey geeks, this is Capsule J. I'm a streamer on the Geek2Geek Geek Media Network. If you like discovering new games and chatting with cool nerdy folks, be sure to check out my channel on Twitch. You can find it at twitch.tv slash CapsuleJ, that's C-A-P-S-U-L-E-J-A-Y. I stream a blend of indies, retro games, and RPGs most Tuesday nights from 8pm to 11pm Eastern, and occasionally on Thursdays and weekends. Hope to see you then! I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hello, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And together we are Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture. We talk about books, movies, music, basically anything we want at this point. Yes, we obsess about K-pop. And Keanu Reeves. And sometimes Katie cries on the podcast. Hey, that's rude. But really, we are just here to talk about all the things that we love. So make sure to head over to teatimewithkc.com and geek2geekmedia.com to check us out. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our show wherever you download your podcasts. Bye. And we're back. And today we are talking about the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. And I have not seen the entire series. I am halfway through episode five. Okay. That's pretty far. <laughs> yeah. But I've seen enough that I'm like absolutely in love with this world. Yeah. No, I, 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 I tweeted out. I said, if they're not making an RPG of this world right now then i don't know what yeah yeah and i i was a little hesitant to to jump on the dark crystal bandwagon i mean i'd heard a lot of good things about it mm-hmm. but i you and i are about the same age yes so i don't know about you but i remember that this is all they played on cable forever like <laughs> yeah, no. you went on, I think it was HBO. HBO. It was like, anytime you went on it, there it was. It was like, it was the only thing they had the rights to. There are, there are certain, which, which I mean, I, it, I have, I have my little list of things. It's a fun fact, but I was, when I, when I started watching it, I just, I was, I was skeptical and I just was like, just start playing it. And so I just watched back to back to back. And when you do that and you don't, 
select certain episodes, you have to catch in the little right hand or uh, right bottom corner what the episode title is. Mm -hmm. And it was about three titles in where I dawned on me that all the episode names are quotes from the movie. Oh, wow. Because as I'm reading it, it's subconsciously I'm reading it in the voice of the character who says it, because that's how much I watch the dark crystal. Mm -hmm. I could quote it because you're right. It played on an almost infinite loop that and last unicorn still two of my favorite films um, played all the time in the, the mid to just the mid eighties, just constantly. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and and I mean that was I mean that was back when HBO went off. Do you remember when HBO would sign off at like two a.m.? Yes, because they'd run out of programming; yeah. they didn't have anything else. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is so strange to think about now. We have so we have access to so much media, but um, but no, yeah, it it, it it's emblazoned in my memory. Luckily, I really liked it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and it was it was so long ago that when you were like you've seen the movie and I'm like, yeah, and I remember things, but I don't like it's hazy. Like right. it's like remembering a dream. Like I don't I don't remember the details. But correct me if I'm wrong. When we joined them in the movie, like Gelflings are pretty much all gone. They're all gone. There's just they they think they've eradicated them in the movie. Yeah. And so you so, have yeah, yeah, so so yeah, this is I mean like we're I, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm trying to figure out if certain characters are the parents of the only two Gelflings that are left. And spoiler right, right. alert for Dark Crystal, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm like, is that Kira's mom, or is that you know, is that Jan's dad? And it, it, we're we're years away from that. We're generations away from that. So they have they have given themselves ample room to do many 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 seasons if they'd like. Because, I mean, it's definitely been picked up for season two. Oh, God, yes. And it's, like, first of all, the world is beautiful. Yes. Like, this is this is one of those things where I, th- I think finally we're able to make shows that are complicated and, and beautiful like this because there's enough money going into television. Yes. Especially, like, Netflix. Streaming television. Yeah, yeah Netflix and Hulu. Amazon Prime. Where they don't, um, they don't worry about it costing an arm and a leg. I mean, that's why each and our puffin stuff didn't stay on. Was it was like it's too goddamn expensive to keep making it because everything talked. right and everything's real and there's a real people, several people doing one thing as opposed to to you know CGI where you can take as long as you want and several people can step in and do you know just you don't have to take breaks <laughs> you can just mm-hmm, constant mm-hmm. shifts do it but yeah and one of the i think the really one of the things i'm glad they did because because i knew that they were going to do this and in my mind i'm going please don't ruin this franchise we're not even in, it's not even really i mean there was a uh, there's a comic series um and of course several not fan but like behind the scenes kind of books and stories and and things about the the mythos and all that that came out in the 30 years it's been since it was out, but, or more 30, 40 years has been. <laughs> um, but they, I mean, Lisa Henson is, isn't, is like the executive producer. Mm-hmm. My thing is, is that you got to keep the Hensons in it. You got to keep the frouds in it. Cause it was all based off of all the visually based off of, uh, Brian and Teresa Froud, the, 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 the drew that drew the, the elf, podling. Elfquest? Yeah. 
Yes, yes. Those the the, the people the people who ca- who had the visual sort of sort of impetus for it. That, that's what Jim Henson went with. He mm-hmm. wanted that look. All those same people are still involved, and because it's been so long, I think all of the same people who are working on it now have the same reverence for the original. They're mm-hmm, not trying to mm-hmm. do anything different. And so that was my biggest fear was that they were going to make it different. And happily, it's almost exactly the same. I can tell that the, the, like the, the Skeksis look better because the, the materials are more advanced. The stuff that makes the costumes and the stuff that makes the puppets and the stuff that makes the, 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 the visual, you know, items is made from better stuff because we just things just get better over time. Right, we have better materials to use. Right, and and better and better ways of refining them and 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 cranking them out. They're not they you know they can the first one can be handmade and then we can make the others based off of that. Mm-hmm. But detail wise, it's almost exactly the same. Like oh god, I I can't wait to go back and watch the movie again. I want to wait until I'm finished to go back and watch it. But um, right. the first time the um, Chamberlain comes out. I'm like, oh god! It is like instantly the way that he he sounded and the way he moved. I'm like, I remember this. Well, so, so I had to Google. I was, yeah, because because Chamberlain the, the Chamberlain the Skex is, is the. I mean, he is the Dark Crystal. He's the whole point. Um, yeah. I mean, he's he's the he's the he's the villain. Even though they're all all the Skexes are awful, but but the I had to immediately Google. Because like I said, I just kind of went into it without doing any research. I was like, oh, okay, let's watch this. And I said, oh my god, that is a spot on Chamberlain. Like the sound, like the, the everything was perfect. And I googled it, and it's damn Simon Pegg. Seriously? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, all the voices are your famous favorites. All of the voices are from people that you really. Yeah. Okay. So Simon Pegg is Chamberlain. Okay. Um. The um Aquafina. The the Asian American comedian actress. Yeah, 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 I love her. She is the the new Skeksis with all the pustules. <laughs> of course, Mark Hamill is the scientist Skeksis. Uh huh. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Lena Headley is the Gelfling, the leader of the Gelflings of the uh, Stonewood. Okay. Or st- what is? Yeah. So so there's Cersei. It's like a Game of Thrones reunion, um, because Deet is voiced by the the woman who played um, Miss Sandy, uh, Daenerys's second in her her person, mm-hmm. the beautiful, beautiful young black woman. Who? Oh God! So the so um, Ryan or Ryan? What? How do they say his name? Rian. Ryan. Yeah. Ryan. That is the guy who's in the Kingsman. Oh really? The young guy who also played Elton John. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. Um, yeah, like go on to IMDb and you're gonna be like, oh my god, all these, all these. I know every single one of these people. Of course, Jeremy Irons is the is the uh, uh, not Jeremy Irons. Um, Jason Isaacs is the emperor. Oh my god! And then the yeah, the guy. Oh, even better, the guy who's he's not the emperor, but he's like the what do they call him? He's the one who has the he's got the big the big Skeksis head with he's got a big almost a quail feather that comes over the front. He's called like the governor or the chancellor or um, oh, not God, the general. They've got the general, the scientist, um, the gourmand. The gourmand the gourmand is Harvey Firestein. 
the heavy one that is all into the fancy eating. The hunter, the collector. Yeah, I don't see. Maybe he's the general. Maybe he is the general. The big guy. The big guy. Maybe that's. It. Anyway, it's Ke- it's Keenan. Oh really? Um, uh, yeah. What's his? Not Keenan. What? Well, yeah. What is his? Oh crap! Oh, Keegan, I can't remember Keegan his name. Michael but... Key. Keegan Michael Key. That's the, who he the is. The ritual master. Y- yes. Yes. I'm telling you, go go back because you still got episodes to watch. Pull up your IMDb while you're watching it. You'll be like, "Oh my god, I know, I know that person." <laughs> but no, it was Simon Pegg is the Chamberlain, That's and amazing. he is amazing because I, I mean, he might even be doing an impression of the original because I think it was, I think it was Frank Oz who did was the original Chamberlain. Probably, probably um, he did so many voices. He did a lot of the voices, but yeah, but no. Spot on, Olga. Spot on. Yes. Yeah, so who is Olga? Looks exactly I'm, like. I'm looking for her, and she I don't is see a her. voice actress, and I don't know who she is. IRL. Because she is, um, like, yeah, spot on. And I'd forgotten. Like again, I remember. I remember the scene that they'd always show in the previews with the two Gelfins, um sitting in. You know, I, I'm. Of course, I have wings. I'm a girl. Like that's that's like I'm a girl. that's what I remembered. Going into this, and then mm-hmm. um, the Chamberlain, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like that was spot on, and it all came back. And then the little puffball dog things, and that biz gigs, yes, <laughs> and um, and the the Land Striders. I remember watching the video about how they did that, and the puppeteers that had to make mm-hmm. those happen, and that was nuts. So it was so cool to go back and go, "Oh yes," and that thing, and oh, I remember that, and that's that thing from there. Yeah, well, you say that about the the like the behind the scenes because sometimes HBO would fill out like they'd have a behind the scenes sort of a placeholder where they they would show that mm-hmm. like the making of, mm-hmm. and it was like what they would show on HBO was like fifteen minutes long. Once you're done, if you if you feel the need, they've done some making ofs of the Age of Resistance, Dark Crystal, on Netflix. Like after you're finished, you can go on and watch some of those. Mm-hmm. And I was watching the 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 main one. The bit, the longer one, and there was a guy on there who was doing he was doing some element of the writing of it, I think, and he talked about going to his local library and checking out the book and the video because he used to have a VHS tape of the the full behind the scenes, which was an hour long, mm-hmm. and they had like several books of the making of the Dark Crystal, and I promise you, those were the only things I ever checked out of our of my my local library. <laughs> I would go to the library, I would get the making of because I love, and also we get the there was also they had a behind the scenes for Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. I love BTS. I love behind the scenes stuff. And so even when I was little, like that's, that's the only reason I would buy a Blu-ray today is to get the behind the scenes stuff. And, and so now most of that stuff's on YouTube, so I don't have to buy them. But like, I was like, me too, guy, me too. Like I would go in and I can, I can see the cardboard worn because tons of kids were checking it out. Um, VHS cover, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the, the most, the most simplest of, of VHS covers, which was like just a thin cardboard sleeve that slid over it. I can see it. I can feel it. And I can smell the library right now. Like that was such <laughs> a huge part of my childhood because that's all I wanted to see was how they did the, li- how, how they did the Landstriders, how many people were in the, the Gartham thing. Like I needed to know, like I needed to know how they did this stuff. I, I have to I have to tell a quick story just because we're talking about behind the scenes stuff. So um, 
you know, over the, the summer I went to New Zealand and I went to the what a workshop where they did all the Lord of the Rings and, and they make all this, you know, they made the costumes for the Power Rangers movie. They just do everything. And, um, and so this week we're, we're auditioning for, um, for Les Mis. And I have one of my seniors has been a ensemble member for, for ages. And both me and my musical director are, are sitting there hoping we can give her a lead because she's the, you know, the captain of the improv team and she's very dedicated and she's very talented. Just we've never had a part to give her. And mm-hmm. uh, spoiler alert, we gave her Eponine and she, she's going to be amazing. But um, the, you know, she comes up and she goes, Mr. Hogan, I have a request. If I get into the show, but I do not get a lead. I would like to play the little old lady that tries to take Fontaine's hair. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And she goes, cause I want to do weird voices and character stuff. And so I started talking to her and she wants to do all of this. Like go, I'm like, you need to go down to the, what a workshop where they make these puppeteers and you know, it, you will like, it's so cool to be able to take somebody and say, go that direction. <laughs> this right. is where you need to go. You will probably be living in New Zealand, but if this is what you <laughs> want to do, this is where you go because like, they just don't do it that often anymore. Or the kids don't see it. They just see the, um, the CGI and they don't see right. the practical and the practical is so cool. And yeah, no, the practical is where it's at. Like that, that's the fun part. Like, and I'm and not to not to knock CGI. Like when when Jurassic Park came out, I thought this is it. We'll never get any better than this. Those are real dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. CGI is amazing, and CGI is amazing. But and I know it. I know that's incredibly difficult work. But there's something about sewing the eyes into into a thing, mm-hmm. and then what you paint it with the different glazes to make it look wet but realistically wet, like a real human eye looks. And then you re- can recreate that to where I'm watching eight episodes or 10 episodes of a show about stuff. I can't wash in my wash machine. Cause it would fall apart. And I have feeling it, it's a feeling and emotions attached to it. Like it's, yeah. like it's real for me. That's such an amazing craft. It's like, it's like how they used to like, you know, carve statues out of marble. And like, there's no way you could ever think that that was a real living thing, but yet, your mind believes it is. You mm-hmm. can almost see it breathing because it looks so real. And so your mind's like, oh, that's a real thing. Like, I, it's just, they're, they're two different types of art. And I, I think they're both equally hard, but I, I'm more impressed when you can show me something that I know is made of a, a couch cushion, mm-hmm. but I, <laughs> I don't want it to get its feelings hurt. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And the, the diversity of the characters, again, I thought, you know, we have, the brown haired uh, Galvin, we have the the blonde, and that's what everything's going to look like. the The diversity and looks of all the because every tribe has its different look. Yes, but it's not like every tribe, every person in that tribe looks exactly the same. There's even diversity in the tribe, and I'm I'm shocked by that because they can make so many different puppets, and they all look different. Well, yeah, and that and that's to me that's what I'm talking about with the RPGness of it. Like the fact that you have you met the Drusal yet? The 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 goth gelfling? No, I have not. <laughs> okay, they're my favorite. Like I can't wait. Um, they <laughs> like I can't wait for like somebody made this RPG. I want to play. That's the gelfling I want to play. But like how like the gelfling that that 
it makes sense in the same way that human biodiversity makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that, 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 you know, the, the level, the amount of melanin in your skin based on how much you're in the daggone sun and how close you are on the earth as relative to the sun most of the year, how it makes perfect biological sense that, you know, you would have all these Gelfling who are still the same species, but they would look slightly different because they come from different places and they've been isolated. And you find out why they've isolated them or why they split up. Like you find out all that by the end of the, the thing, like it, you know, and, and, and how the, it just makes sense. Like they put so much thought and effort into it. And then style wise, they wear different types of clothes and from different places and they speak differently in different places. They have different accents and different ways of speaking. It's, it's just, it's, it, it's so good. They did, they did the right thing. They paid attention to so much of that sort of detail. You haven't gotten to it yet. They include different types of, of genders, different types of orientations. That's wow. included. Oh, wow. As if it's, oh yeah. As if it's no big deal. If it's, it's NBD, which is the way everything like that should be. Mm-hmm. You've got, there's disabilities. There's differently abled people or differently abled. There's all, they, they did it all. They hit all the woke points. Um, the fact that all of the the Gelfling are ruled by by their matrilineal matrilineal uh, matriarchal societies, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Like, and that and that that's not a thing that they have to keep bringing up. Like, oh, but you know, because it's all women in control. Like, they it, it they did it right. Like, I just I was waiting for them to get it wrong, and they just have done it so right. So so far, I have met um, the the Stonewoods. I have met the. Um, Whatever the the very bookish ones up in the mountains are, this starts with a V. Yeah, um, the the seafaring kind of mystic people, the Sifa. The, Sifa. <clears throat> the, Sifa. Um, the cave dwellers, right? The um, the grots, and then the the swamp people. So I've got, I've all got two more. Yes. Um. Man, they did! Oh, that was so. That part, that part's fantastic. Yeah, the I'm I'm right in the part of the episode, and this isn't well. Spoiler alert: If you are are trying to avoid them, um, I'm where the, uh, Rian just escaped from the Chamberlain's carriage. Okay, okay. So that's where I'm at. Like, like people are people are starting to find one another. Like, there's the, the groups are starting to the parties are starting to form. Okay. Have you met the rock creature yet? Yes, we just met the rock creature. Okay, so that rock creature is a practical. That's not CGI. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Now, is it is it a practical or is it um, stop motion? It's practical. There's a person that they've CGI'd out who's, who's – there's one person who controls that thing who's in a green suit behind it. Wow. I – no, I thought it was CGI the whole time because it was so – it was so smooth. I thought it wasn't real. Like <laughs> there's a person behind there moving all the different parts, a puppeteer. Like it, it, it's amazing. It is amazing. It, it's just, it's amazing. Like when the Skeksis are walking around, there are three people in them, um, control it to doing all the stuff. And they show, and they show in the behind the scenes, how they all have to kind of wedge in together. Cause they also have to make room for all their mechanics and for all their video screens. Cause they have to be watching on a video screen. And so when I see this, like the Skeks is running down the halls together, like fully talking and moving and realizing that, you know, we're, we're, it looks like there's four Skeks. There's 12 people right there. <laughs> down the hall, like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but that, so but, crazy. 
Yeah, the only thing that was CGI, they'd CGI'd a, a couple of things, like when the Gelfling have to jump from one thing to another, and it, mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of movement, behind, like jumping from the carriages and stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is CGI. Not They did it practically, but they smoothed out the edges to make it match up with the, with the speed and the backgrounds and stuff by CGIing mm-hmm. it. So basically, I mean, it's like a 95% practical movie. Where they just are CGIing out the the green screen actor behind it, mm-hmm. and it's not even like a stop motion thing. Like it's just a person in a green suit that they paint out. Yeah, which is which is nuts. Um, the thing that, that there is, there have been a couple of times where the um, the movement of the the practical character um, is just not fluid enough that it takes me out for a second. Sure, so it's not hard to get back in. Like, so if you're starting to watch it and you're like, cause I mean the first five minutes I was like, I don't know about this and, um, just give it like 10 or 15 minutes and you'll, you'll be in, you'll, you'll catch it every once in a while, especially with the podlings. But yes. Yeah. Well, the podlings are supposed to be very puppety. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're kind of a, not a lower life form, but they're not as, they're, they're, they're more comical. Mm -hmm. Um, I found the, the thing that, took me the longest to get used to and that's just because i guess i'm i'm a, a a horrible person in the original movie because there were only two gelfling mm-hmm. they were beautiful kira physically her face was gorgeous mm-hmm. and jan's face was was or jen sorry i keep calling him jan his face was was handsome and in this because you have to have so many different gelflings some of them don't look as they're not as attractive as the others, mm-hmm. and that bothered me for a while. And I'm thinking, well, I live in a world with ugly folks. Like it's, <laughs> it's like, of course there'd be ugly gelflings too. <laughs> but I just wasn't used to it. It's like if you only ever saw human beings as supermodels, mm-hmm. and like if everybody looked like you know everybody was a Hemsworth or like, an Angelina yeah. Jolie's, but then like you went to like a regular Walmart, and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> I don't understand. They used to be so beautiful. <laughs> I know what's happened to all these people. <laughs> so, yeah. So then when I realized, I was like, oh, I'm just being an awful person. <laughs> like, I'm like, I like my gelflings that are pretty. I don't like regular gelflings. <laughs> like, who am I? Like, suddenly I became like a Kardashian. Like, you're not in this family. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah. So, you know, it was interesting. I, when we were talking about doing this topic. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go look up criticisms mm-hmm. because I want to see the negative things that people are saying about this series. And I started this two days ago looking for negative things. And other than like just trolls and comments, there's no criticism. <laughs> <laughs> it has an 8.8 on IMDb. 95% of Google users recommend it. It's got a 94 average audience score and somewhere in the, like the high 80s for overall Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Everybody liked it. I cannot find any criticism. Um, people have, like, like there are trolls who are in common, like regular folks who have opinions like they should never do it and reboots are stupid and, or like, you know, why would they do such a, like, nobody cares about the Dark Crystal. Like, what are they going to do next? Like, you know, Emma Daughter's Jug Band Christmas. And I'm like, yes, please. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was like, where do I sign on for that? Um, like, they, you know, there were, there were just haters, like, but haters are going to hate no one who has any sort of like clout in the film industry or the entertainment industry has anything negative to say about the show. I could not find it. Wow. Well, you'll be happy to Which, know. Cause I, I wanted to know about, um, 
about RPGs because now you've got me mm-hmm. between our, our RPG conversation and your fact that the you know your comment that this needs to be launched. Um, there there is a a video game coming to the Switch. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I mean, the 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 franchise, especially. I mean, like hats off to to Netflix. They will take a chance, and sometimes you get a bird box, and sometimes you get something fantastic. And you know, and I think I think they've maybe learned their lesson because I think both Bird Box and Bright, because Bright was the, I think it was called Bright. It was the Will Smith cop with the trolls. Yeah. Did you watch vehicle. that? I watched. I watched the majority of it. I didn't finish it. Okay. Because I just I got I was like oh, this isn't for me. I heard um, I heard the review the reviews were so bad. I was like I don't want to be disappointed because I was so excited about it, and then I was like, eh. uh. it just what it just wasn't all it could be. I mean, what they essentially did was they took a regular like racism plot mm-hmm. and just added like trolls, right? To the to or, or uh, orcs or whatever in the heck, and it's like, well, I mean, like a Star Trek episodes do that. Like we don't. That, that's that it didn't they didn't i don't think they took that far enough mm-hmm. and also i i don't like this I, how many things how many times are gonna see will smith as a cop i mean come on <laughs> um i mean make will smith the orc like at this yeah, point seriously. Like, make, make him the, the you know I, but the um but no the uh and, and i watch and i watch bird box all bird box all the way through and i'm like you wasted your sandy bullock here like you could have done <laughs> someone should someone should have said this isn't going as well as we thought it would <laughs> stop <laughs> making this and use sandy bullock let's not run her contract out let's pay her more and get her in another netflix vehicle um but but yeah like the fact that that they're making this and that they're gonna be there's gonna be a, a season two i just think that how fun would it be like you know you go through like a rpg like a character creation and you get to pick you can, I mean, like you couldn't play a Skeksis, but you could be like, or you or a Mystic, but you could be whatever in the heck Olga is, or you could be any of the Gelflings. So, like, and the and the different regions would have different benefits. Mm-hmm. You know, like you'd have like the 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 Grots could see in the dark, and you know, like it's just all all these different things. And I'm like, oh, you could make that be their stat, or like, or, you know, like, it just that would be so much fun, and then you can get into the politics of things and. Well, Intrigue, adventure, developed um, cultures. Like each culture is different, but it's not like right. Because sometimes when they do that, they they get very cliche or very stereotypy with. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they they were like, well, you know, what is the? It makes sense that the the Grotz would be. Um, you know, be able to see in the dark and that she has to wear the, the thing to be able to see out in the sun because it's, it's too bright. I mean, like they kind of, right. Somebody sat down and world builded the hell out of this. Right. And it could have been, they already had this foundation. It could have been the Jim Henson sat down and thought, thought this through, or, you know, the, the frouds were thinking it through, or, I mean, like they could have had the, the skeleton of it already done. And so it was very easy to flesh it out. But the fa- I just so appreciate the fact that they took the time to flesh it out and made the world interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see, I mean, it would be fun to play a video game version, but it would be really fun to play an RPG. Yeah, I think so too. And I and I, I like I said, wait wait till you meet the, the I think they're called the Dressau or the Dressau. Um 
just aesthetically, I like them. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said goth, so I'm like, I'm already picturing kind of what they might look like. It, it sounds like it's fun. What's the... Well, like, the, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. What's the seventh? What, what no, the I was going to say... Tribe is? I can't remember, but I know that there's, that one of them... Well, no, that's the swamp, the swamp guys. Because we see a representation of all of them. Because the 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 Gelfling who has the the paler skin with the straight haircut, mm-hmm. he's with the swamp people. Yeah. Well, and so is so is uh, then, Rianne's best friend and his sister are both swamp people. Oh, I thought they were Strongwoods. Are they swamp people? No, they're swamp people. Okay. Yeah, the swamp people have little um, bumps on the head. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because, um, yeah, because Rianne has green ears. The tops of his ears are green, but he doesn't have the bumps on his head. Um, and Deet's just full on green. Okay, see, I can't see any of that because of my colorblindness. They all look flesh-toned. Oh, I keep forgetting you're colorblind. Yeah. yeah. You're not even getting the full the, the full dimension of it all. I'm broken. You've got, <laughs> yeah, there's like, so So. So the, the, the gothy ones, are they're, they're in the desert. Okay. They're the desert gelfling. Um, and they, and it's not, it's not, they're not goth. Like they've got like, they look like they're in green day, but they're very, they're, they're <laughs> the, the, they're more like Egyptian looking to looking to me. And they're the, they're the, they're, they don't worship death, but they accept it and, and talk about death too much for the other Gelfling, Gelfling's tastes. <laughs> they're that kid. Um, <laughs> right. They're, they're like, Oh, it's just part of our, our life, our inevitable demise, our beautiful, wonderful and inevitable demise. <laughs> Thanks, Eeyore. Move on. <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, so it, 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 what a fantastic show. I was so surprised. Now you had mentioned when we were talking about what we were going to talk about on the show, um, other, other franchises that could be rebooted for, from 30 years ago. <laughs> Um, did you have any, did you come up with any that you were like, yes, please? Um, no, I mean, like I would, so here's the thing. I like the new star Wars movies. I like more of any of my favorite things Mm -hmm. because unless you really go in and mess it up or change, like, which I know a lot of people who hate the new star Wars movies and star Trek movies argue that they did go in and change a bunch of stuff. I don't think they did. I think it's fine. Um, but I don't know. Like, I would love to see a new hand animated um, Last Unicorn or another story of that. Like, I joked about it, but I would like to see that. I think that would be neat. And I think that introducing that, because I think there are a lot of these films that that don't, like, kids don't get to see them because they're not on YouTube. And it takes effort to get up and put a DVD in a, th- in a, in a machine now. Assuming you even have one. And so I think there's lots of kids. Right, exactly. And I think there's lots of kids who are missing out on some of these really great shows because they're just never going to randomly appear to them. And nobody has cable anymore, and they don't show it on cable anymore anyway. So I think that there's, like, they were talking about, I think they originally had slated the money they were doing with Dark Crystal that they were going to do a Labyrinth series. And I think if now, I'm glad they did Dark Crystal first, Mm -hmm. because I think now they might be able to do that seeing how well Dark Crystal did its adaptation. Yeah. I'd be happy to see that. I mean, like, you know, RIP David Bowie, and he was definitely contributed to my formative years and 
uh, he that movie had a lot to do with forming my sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> he, was so, he was so beautiful in that movie, um, and that was right at the perfect age. But um, <laughs> but I think that would be an interesting thing. I mean, at this point now, I think the thing with with Henson films is like let's do it. Let's let's see what we can do because the the folk the gang's all still there and they get it mm-hmm. clearly. Mm-hmm. So I would I would trust them to do that. I think that would be a decent reboot or or additional story i keep saying reboot like you know but you know what i'm saying yeah. like i mean technically this is a prequel age of resistance is a prequel and, and they could do a prequel of labyrinth they could do a, a side story i don't care um <clears throat> i mean heck jennifer Connolly almost looks exactly the same so she could <laughs> so be in true. it I mean- <laughs> um i think i think the reason why this is like it feels very much like the dark crystal they have a story that they needed to tell like you know it was kind of <laughs> like they had this story in them and it, in it, they, they wanted to make sure that they were telling a good story that went along right. with this universe, as opposed to we've got this universe. How can we make money off of it? Right. And so as long as they keep that, doing that, I'm fine. Important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, th- I think that's important. I mean, I'm trying to think about like all my favorite, like, did you, did you also, they played on an infinite loop with secret of Nim? Did you yes. catch oh, that? God, in your yes. use? And the book, they might. I, I wouldn't mind a reboot of Secret of Nim, where they actually did Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim, like they actually did the book, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it could be separate. It could be two separate things. Like I love Secret of Nim, and I think it's. I mean, as far as like that whole, what was that Don Bluth? Was that who? I think so. That whole genre of they did like Anastasia and all like that whole genre of film. Um, that company. I think. I think you could ha- you could do a reboot of that differently keeping more to the book and he wouldn't affect the f- movie from 40 years ago right right i i, I, think, that's a book like, I, I need could, to go I back and read because i never read that i only saw the movie it's it's darker than the movie of course mm-hmm. and it's and i mean i read it when i was when i was you know like nine or ten it's a thick book i remember that i remember being like oh my god <laughs> i could read this whole book it's probably like 200 pages now that I, i'm a grown woman but at the time i was like oh god um because i was not i did a lot of reading i did not enjoy the act of reading mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but i came from a reading household where everybody was reading books and so go read your books um so <laughs> but no i as from what i remember it was it was more complicated more convoluted like the science behind it and all that and the and the the mean mean you know national institute of mental health um the mean nim who did the rat experiments like that part was featured more mm-hmm. as as i remember um but it was good and like i say like you could just those are good stories i mean like we you know how many versions of cinderella do we have oh my god like how many versions of of all of jane austen stuff do we have Seriously. not that i don't love yeah. jane austen yeah but you can tell the same story in a different way or a different setting or use it at a different time or have different characters and i'm still fine with it it's still the story's still good the more I I watch, the more I'm about about world building. If you can build me, even if it's a very realistic modern day world, um, and there's no fantasy elements in it at all, if you can give me mm-hmm. a a small town where there's a cop who's solving mysteries and everybody's a little kooky, I'm in. If that if if the world is built out well, you know it's interesting you say that because the second you said that, I thought about one of my absolute favorite TV shows of all time, which makes me sound like I'm 100 years old, which is the the BBC show Doc Martin. Okay, I don't know that one. Okay, so it's been going on. The show they film every other year, a full series every other year, and they film on the odd year, so you know on an even year you're going to get a new series. Mm-hmm. 
And it's just a basic British six episode series, but it's been going on now for almost 20 years. Oh, wow. And it's, it's about this doctor who is played by Martin Clunes. He's one of my favorite British actors. And he is a world renowned physician, incredibly intelligent. He's a surgeon and he suddenly develops a phobia of blood, a blood phobia. Okay. And it makes him sick. And so they, they don't want to get rid of him because he's so smart. So they, they send him off to Cornwall where he is, he becomes the little uh, villages, uh, the village of Port Winds um, GP. Mm-hmm. And he's very, he has lots of OCD. He, he basically has autism. He basically is on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, but 20 years ago, they didn't know how to, they were just like, he's weird and kooky and mean. And now we were like, oh, he's on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't understand social cues. He doesn't know how to relate to people. And he comes off being very gruff and very, OCD. And of course, to me, I'm like, oh, I want to save him and marry him. Um, <laughs> cause I know he wouldn't be that way with me uh-huh. because that's how I think. And, uh, and that's what the whole show is about. And he meets a local school teacher and they fall in love and it's about how they're, they're having to sort of navigate, but it all happens in this tiny town, little village of Port Wynn that is full of crazies. Like, it's just, it's just one of those, like very much like in this small town, people are weird and they have their quirks and it's, and, and like, if you're British, you understand like, it, it would be like, you know, setting a, setting a show in a, like, it, like setting a show in Bon Tom, like in True Blood, mm-hmm. the characters there are rich in their, in their weirdness that is just specific to that area. And because of that, you don't have to leave Everything can happen in that small town, which I think is what you're talking about with this world building of everything can happen in this small place. Mm-hmm. You can adapt to it and, and get to see all the nuances and understand, oh, well, they only have one police officer in this small town mm-hmm. because it's all they would need. And they only have one, you know, there's a radio station that you can go. Like, it just, it's sort of, by, make, by making the world sort of small and insular and about this one sort of thing, you can, you can create all this richness that's sort of easy to digest and keep in your mind so you feel like you're an expert mm-hmm. about the world that's being built as opposed to, I'm in downtown New York. Well, that means 50 different things to a million different people. Exactly. Because it, it's, such, it's so big, it's so amorphous, it's so different, and there's no real – like you could like, – uh, I've been an American my whole life, and I know that there's a difference between people who are in the Bronx, Brooklyn's, and in Queens, but I can't tell you who's who in each. Like, I just know there's a difference. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, oh, it's not like, oh, people from Queens are the fishermen, and people <laughs> from the Bronx are the, the scholars. Like, it, because it, because you can't do that, because it's not true, because it it's still a huge melting pot of everybody. Mm-hmm. I like... I like when you can just be like, I know everything about this world and things make sense to me because I know all of it. I know the entirety of yeah. it. I can expect that people from this thing will act this way. And I, and I think that there's like a comfort in that and makes it very, it just, it just makes it interesting. Well, and then you've got this you great, you, cause you can kind of. Uh, then you've got this, this situation where you take somebody who's like, you're, you're so used to, okay, these people act this way. And then you take that one character that acts differently. And now you've got a story. It's a fish out of water. That's the whole yeah. point. Fish out of water stories. Yeah. How do how do how does someone who's air quotes normal interact with these colorful characters? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm signed on. I want a hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna read all the fanfic. So awesome. I'm I I'm can't wait to finish it. This is definitely a a Joe on his own show, and I don't do those very often. <laughs> but I can imagine Matt is like, no, thank well, you. Well, he I said I said I don't think you have any choice. Like, am I right in thinking you don't want 
to watch the dark crystal and he goes what's the dark crystal and i'm like oh my god how how are we married <laughs> like how are we married you married a man who didn't know the dark crystal dark crystal's first date talking yeah, like, like let me let me hear the shows you watch as a child <laughs> Um, so, so I was like, I start to describe, I said, well, it's a Jim Henson thing. I was like, I don't like Muppets. And I'm like, how do you not like Muppets? I'm like, that's a bold faced lie because we've gone to see the Muppets together and you sit there and you pretend you don't like Muppets, but everybody loves Muppets. I don't know what the problem is. There's a Muppet for everybody. There's, you've got to, you've got to at least like one of the Muppets because we're all represented in a Muppet somewhere. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, a couple I, I, of episodes ago, we had somebody come on and, you know, I always ask the the question, what's your favorite fandom? And he has, I have to say the Muppets. And I'm like, I love you. You're my new best friend. I know. Automatically, I would trust him with my yeah, life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're good people. <laughs> oh, my God. When they, now that I said that, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, my God, am I Janice? <laughs> Well, if it helps, she was one of my favorites when I was growing up. Yeah. And nobody knows who Janice is. So, like, for me to pick out Janice, I was like, there's something going on with you, girlfriend. I like I like the vibe you're giving off. I just always feel like, because, like, I, I try to live my life like a Miss Piggy, but I think at my real core, I'm a Janice. I think, I think I'm, I'm Janice pretending to be Miss Piggy. Like, I've got it under control. I'm in charge. And then it, and it's me just rambling about... And I told him I wasn't going to take off my top for anybody. Like, <laughs> <laughs> music stops. And that's the only thing anybody hears. Um, oh, it's funny. Yeah. I, I, I've always, I've, I had the conversation with Ray. I think, I think it was Ray. I was like, I, I've always loved animal. He's like, mm, animal's a little intense for me. <laughs> I'm like, but see, that's the great thing about animal. Animal is just like raw passion. Like, like he's passion incarnate. And so it's just kind of fun to just see somebody. I think, I think actually what we do is we, we gravitate to the Muppet that's least like us. <laughs> like, because we're like, I, I like the fact that animal can just kind of let go. Cause that is, not in my DNA. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you, when they rebooted or they came up with the modern Muppet show uh, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. they they featured Pepe the Prawn heavily. Mm-hmm. I had a small obsession with Pepe the Prawn. I found him to be delightful. <laughs> I was like, I would like to be his friend. I know he is not real, and I know he doesn't really talk about much, but I enjoy him. I like Pepe the Prawn. <laughs> total tangent talk about people you want to be real that are never going to be did you have a chance yet to read uh red white and royal blue no but it's on my list i haven't read it yet i just did a i just recorded an episode of tea time with katie and chelsea about it because i basically (laughs) they said you bullied us into this but the book is great so we forgive you um (laughs) but i have i don't think i have ever read it and by by reading i i listen to everything on audiobook because i have no time um but uh i have never read a book where i wanted two characters to exist in the real world more than that book i'm really excited about it because finally someone has recommended a book to me where like people will kiss in it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my friends and i love them and if they listen to this i love you but y'all are damn nerds <laughs> every book that someone recommends to me it's either about something that is so scientifically heavy that i'm going to need to take a course at an at learning annex to like learn enough physics to be able to understand what's going on or it's about like i like i'm in that queer book club where we read about things that just are infuriating like right now i'm reading like good and mad by rachel traster mm-hmm. i think is her name 
or Rebecca Traster. And um, I'm just furious about the patriarchy and everything. So that so that's no, not fun reading. And then yeah, my friends are always like, oh, I, here's this. It's a fantasy novel about you know this this you know young young woman who has these powers. I'm like, oh, really? Who does she fall in love with? They're like, oh, well, no one really. And I'm like, why am I going to read a book where people don't kiss? I don't understand. <laughs> Oh, I, got, I want to read a book about kissing. <laughs> I got to say the the thing I love the most about well not the most the the writing between the characters the like the dialogue between the two guys because they start off hating each other. Um, mm. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. That's oh, the yeah. Best. Absolutely. And it's not like the whole like we don't have a re- like they have a legitimate reason not to like each other, but um, they uh, so that's great. But when she describes the the very intimate scenes. They are mm-hmm. the most erotic scenes I have ever read in a book, but nothing is described in detail. It's crazy. Like it's the emotion behind it. I, that's my favorite. Yeah. And she's, she's like, yes. I, I listened to immediately. I was so obsessed with this book. I immediately looked for interviews with the author and she was like, yeah, I, I don't like writing sex scenes where it's like, you know, right foot on green left foot on blue right. <laughs> like, like she goes like, like right. that she goes yeah you can write porn she says you know and and that's what everybody has been saying they're like you listen to this and you or you read you're reading this and you're like looking around feeling very uncomfortable that you're reading this but nothing is described <laughs> like, in detail <laughs> i think that's perfect i think as in, in all my writing groups i've been in like i, I feel like if you use the word turgid you've lost yeah. like you lost. <laughs> like you know like, go back Go back. You're telling us the wrong part. We want to hear about what everyone's feeling in their hearts, in their heads. We know how sex works, and we don't really – because then they go too far, and they describe it in a detail where it's like – then they, it's either body shames you, or <laughs> it's something you're like, oh, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And so now you're out of it. Like, we no, emotions. We need to hear about emotions. But yeah, it's like I want to be friends with every single character in that book and I want them to be real so that the world is a better place and I just it, it it's sad when you realize that this is not going to happen. Well, I'll def I mean it's I like it's it's definitely it's on it's on the short list and so and once I put something on my goodreads to read list, it 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 haunts me that I have to get through it. So I'll do that one next after the one I'm I'm in the middle of now. Yeah, but, um, and I expect text says you get to good parts because I've 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 recommended it to I five d- people <laughs> and I've demanded the same thing out of all of them. Like when you get to places where you're like, oh my god, this is wonderful. I want to know you're there <laughs> so I can s- squee with you. <laughs> well, I tell you, just be- just just because we're talking about this, and because perhaps your listeners might want to know, have you have you seen the uh, on Amazon Prime Fleabag? No, it's on our list of things to see, though, and we're running out, so that might be our next. Thing. Okay. Well, so um, first season is is great. Second season, I made the mistake of when I went in there and watched second season first oh. because that's just the way Amazon Prime does. They throw up, they make you start with whatever the newest thing is, mm-hmm. and because I hadn't watched the first season, I was like, oh, well. I, I mean, it's a pretty simple concept, whatever. Like, I, I didn't feel like I had missed a lot, and I had already kind of gotten into it, and I wanted to see what was going to happen in the second season. And I was like, I'll go back and watch the first. But there's a part in the second season, um, towards the end, where, and, it, and it's and it's a thing where it might not, it might, it might not be all's bag. Don't watch this with your with your in laws. Um, <laughs> Thank you for the warning. The, the it's right. It's the um, it's the main character who is uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge who wrote it and has stars in it, and her air quotes love interest is played by Andrew Scott, who was Moriarty in the Cumberbatch Sherlock mm-hmm, series, mm-hmm. who is in life, in real life gay. And so they have a, they have a, a there's a, a scene between the two of them where it's just dialogue, 
But as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to pause this and take a private moment because the dialogue is just so, it's so erotic, but oh, wow. it's not, they're not saying anything dirty, but it's just the way that the, the scene is written and the way that it's playing out. I'm like, this one might be, this is more erotic than any porn I've ever seen. And so I then watched the show, um, the Graham Norton show, which if, if people don't know is a, a British chat show that comes on BBC where he interviews all the, the, actors and you know they all talk with each other there's usually four on a couch and in this particular episode they had andrew scott and um i hope i'm saying his name right um and he and so he's there and he's very he's a very shy kind of kind of guy very sweet and there's all these other actors, famous actors who are around him and then when when graham norton brings up like okay so you're in this you know latest season of fleabag every single actor on the couch confessed to pausing that exact moment and going off and, and having a private masturbatory moment. <laughs> Famous people on TV are talking about like, yeah, no, I had to. Yeah. Sorry. Like, and he's, and he's like getting all sheepish. Like, Oh, thanks. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> They're like, Oh yeah. That was so super hot. I had to stop watching at that moment. Like, <laughs> wow. So I keep like recommending it to people. I'm like, yeah, wait till you get to episode like four. Oh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> season one or season two? <laughs> season two. Okay, all right. Yeah, season season one is also good, but there's just so, there was. I mean, like it was. She should have she should have won all the awards for that writing because it was just it was fantastic. So that's awesome. <laughs> and I read a lot of smut. Like and, and like it was it was perfect. Um, but, but yeah, the, uh, I thought that was funny. I'm like, could you imagine if you had told me when I was 10 years old that not only would just normal, regular people admit to masturbating, but that, you know, in, in, in several years time, but that on a national TV show, famous actors and actresses would admit to the person they masturbated to <laughs> that they did like, it in, like in Britain, in Britain of all places, because in, you know, in they're Britain where they have lay back and think of england stiff upper lip don't, don't <laughs> talk about dirty stuff like yeah like i know i know that's insane <laughs> it's insane there's hope for us all there's hope there's hope for, for progress in the world <laughs> <laughs> if the brits can be sex positive we're going in the right direction exactly exactly <laughs> so yeah so yeah not geeky at all it's not a geeky show but check out fleabag it's really good yeah, no, it's definitely on our, like, I keep forgetting about it because it's a, not a great title. I, I don't know how it fits into the show, but I'm, I'm a title. I still person. don't know how it fits into the show. It's so weird. Like, I'm, I'm directing a show right now called, um, our juniors are doing a, a show called Badger. And I don't know what that invokes as far as what you think the plot of this show is. <laughs> the- Right. Like, yeah, like to me, like I'm thinking like, well, clearly they don't mean the animals. So it must be about someone badgering someone else. Well, what it, what it is, is it's about the badger ordinance company in um, World War II, where all the Rosie the Riveter women worked. Oh, worst title for a play ever. <laughs> it should be called like rivets or something. Yeah. Like there's, like- <laughs> there's so many other things it could have been called. That. Yeah, because people are going to pass by that if they're like, "Oh, I got free ticket," or "I got ticket." I want to let's go see a show. Well, not this one clearly because I don't like badgers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and so, yeah. our our advertising campaign is going to be: we're going to take the the lead women and we're going to recreate the you know uh, Rosie the Riveter posters. There's actually a full series of them. Um, oh, nice! And so that will kind of give a better idea of what people are getting into, but good plan yeah you have to do something i'm part of a a online uh, drama teacher group and 
somebody posted, you know, we, we love the author. The author's name is Don Zalitas. And she's just like, this woman was, can, can somebody please tell Don Zalitas to just help him with his titles, please. Because like right. they were doing the great, the Greek mythology Olympalooza. Like it's supposed to be Olympalooza, but it's, you know, Olympic in front of it. And, right. and it, like, it's just, it's not enticing. And I was like, oh my God, yes. And I put up the badger description and she's like, why, how somebody help him. <laughs> He's an amazing writer. Somebody fix his titles. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that evokes my, my, I'm divided on the title for the birds of prey movie because I understand why they want to put, cause it's birds of prey, the reeducation of one Miss Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Or it's it's like it's really it's it's like it's a lot like you know Doctor Strange Love and how I learned to stop wearing and love the bomb or whatever like I, I yeah. get it like I get why they do it and also they have to put her name in it because she's going to be the big draw exactly to, to get people to watch it like I get all that but it's for me I'm like I don't know I don't know if this isn't too long for a movie title for today's age because <laughs> everybody's going to call it the Bird's Prey <laughs> like you're this is where you're trying too hard people. Right. It's like, yeah, like we, you know, we could, you could have her, just put her picture on the poster. Like if <laughs> you'll get the same level of brand recognition because then there's so many different things about like, cause it, cause then there was, cause like, are they making a play off the miseducation of Lauren Hill or like, what? Mm-hmm. it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot of different things. Or, or like, and it's, it's really like, if you want to do that title, just do that title. Don't do birds of prey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, but it's been the same thing where I'm like, who, mm. I don't know. You wanted to see what some of the other suggestions were. Like, you know, <laughs> to be like, maybe this was the best. Like, maybe, maybe they saved us from something that was awful. Yeah, show me your whiteboard so that I can properly judge how this all went down. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, I remember when my friends were opening up their comic book store. They were working on names, and like one of the names that one of the, the that one of the owners came up with was Second Star to the Right, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I get the reference, and you've got there's a Peter Pan reference, and then there's also a, a, a Star Trek Captain Kirk reference. Mm-hmm. I said, but it sounds like a ballet class. Yeah, like you sell comic books and Warhammer minis. Like we got to call it Atom- Atomic Empire and go with that. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to give it a name that means like, hey nerds, like hey nerds, bring your money, as opposed to hey nerds, put your daughters in a dance class. Like, <laughs> You can't get too. You can't get too. You gotta kind of. You gotta tell people what it is. Yeah, you, need a clear, you need a clear message so you can blast it up like the like the bat signal <laughs> to let everybody right, know exactly. that is what is here. Exactly. Like, that didn't even have words on it, but we all know what it means. Like you gotta. You gotta. Don't get too fancy. Like most people are dumb, or they're just not thinking as hard about it as you as you would expect them to be. So right. you gotta kind of punch them in the face with it. <laughs> Oh man, we've been talking for several days. Yes, we have. We should probably. Well, this is what happens when you and I get together: is we just have too much fun. I and know. We're like, oh wait, we're recording. <laughs> when what my my dream now in life is to win the lottery or meet a very kind and forgiving billionaire and marry him and um or her um and <laughs> I would love to like have a house. I would like buy buy a very small bungalow type house for several million dollars in Palm Springs, mm-hmm. and, and so that I could like have a play, like I, I'm coming to Palm Springs every other weekend. <laughs> that would be my well, we always have like a built in. <laughs> well, yeah, but I can't come to y'all's house every other weekend. I think Matt would be like, um, this is a lot. <laughs> 
you don't get you don't get a you don't get a vote. You don't you didn't watch the Dark Crystal. <laughs> That's right. Are you even alive? Are you even a person? Um, who are, what, where were you raised? This is how we find out he's a Russian plant. He's like Dark Crystal. We like 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 the, in the in the they live. Like we point to him and be like, "You're not one of us. You're not from here." Uh, we know we've discovered. But yeah, it's so just you know, I would I would love to have a have a, a a excuse to be like, oh well, you know, we bought that house. We should probably go out there. Mm. Like, we should probably go out there like every weekend. And see, then you could come over and we could watch all the Dark Crystal and all the the Muppety things that Matt didn't want to watch. Yeah, oh no, all, and all the and all the horror and all the other. <laughs> there's a very right. there's very large chunks of genres that I, <laughs> we just don't get to unless I do it on my own. Exactly. Yeah, so they would give you a place. I would set up like a, like a nice theater. Like that's my my new dream now. My dream used to be I wanted a, a an apartment in New York, and now I've just decided like that's a lot of trouble. I want to go where things are nice and warm and quiet. So, <laughs> well, I've been I've been complaining. Um, one of the one of my former students, she actually comes in house sits for me. She's a stage manager now, so she's one of the you know one of the people that took what I taught and made it her career. Um, nice. And uh, and she she came and hung out with us the last couple of weeks to help me out because uh, as I'll, I'll mention in my shout outs I'm I'm a person down right now, um, but uh, she, <laughs> you know I was having so much fun talking theater with her and was like you know I still want to do and now it's it's evolved it used to be theater island where just me and all my theater buddies could go and we just farm and and do theater like that would be what we did and then i met all these podcasters and i'm like okay it's gonna have to be a theater podcast combo you know very good like we'll just like plenty of people to farm plenty of people to do the building and stuff and in between we do theater and podcasts and we can make the money off the podcasts because that can go to the mainland that sounds fantastic i want to be part of this commune yeah, I'm I'm totally for commune living at this point because <laughs> Lord knows not to get into state of the geek stuff, but I'm like, oh, dear God, 2020, I'm out of here. No, I know, I know, no, and 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 it may be for those of us who who will not have children, it may be the only way we keep our cats from eating our faces when we're dead. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> we live in live in big groups, just live in big groups together. We help each other out, check on each other. It'll be fun. <laughs> Split the cost. It'll be great. <laughs> Oh, I love talking to you, Kelly. We could have, are you going to come on a couple more times since I don't have a Ray for a while? I'm happy to step in and, and, and fill, fill the, the Ray void whenever I can. Awesome. Um, I'll take advantage of it while he's, while he's off being busy. You mentioned <laughs> shout outs. I forgot we had a whole other <laughs> section to get there. Well, we're just, we're just wrapping it up. So it's, it's all good. It's all good. Do you have a shout out for this week? My shout out is very general, but it's been happening a lot lately. I, in my main paying gig, there's a slump. Um, when the economy's really good, right before it's about to tank, which spoiler alert, everybody buy, don't, don't try to sell it, sell a house now if you need to. Um, <laughs> before the, if the economy is, is great. My business suffers because mm-hmm. people don't stay in lawsuits long enough to get to need me. They take a settlement check and go about their happy lives. When people are in misery and poor, I make more money, which is awful and terrible. But I can't wait for that to happen again. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, so I, like my cash flow is is tight right now for the like these past three months, and I have been out. I've been been going out with friends a lot more, making an effort to get out, see people I don't see all the time, 
And when I've been doing this, I've been meeting people for lunch, meeting people for dinner, meeting people for drinks. And it's not my intention. And these are all people with, uh, there's no romantic interest. It's never my intention. But now, because my money is so tight, and maybe because I've lost a little weight, maybe they think I'm starving, um, <laughs> they always offer to pay, which did, that's a very cultural thing that I realized when I went out to visit you. Like, you guys do it differently than we do. Um, and I prefer the way you guys do it where like one time somebody picks up the check for everybody. Then the next time somebody else does very British mm-hmm. in that way of like, I got this round, you guys get the next round sort of thing. They don't mm-hmm. do that here. And, I, and I'm in different types of groups. Like I'm in nerd groups and attorney groups and, and, you know, other creative, you know, like uh, lots of mom groups, like all sorts of different types of groups of people. But people here recently have been like, Oh, I'll, I'll get it this time. And so I've had my meals paid for me for like, you know, lots of different times in a row. And I, of course, will return the favor the next time I see them. But it's been really nice to not have to pay for anything. So shout out to all the people who are picking up the check for me. <laughs> it's really You got nice. to love friends. Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. makes you feel good sometimes. I have a, I have a, a co- colleague that's been doing that. You know, she <laughs> – okay, this is a good story. So and it, it goes with my shout out. Um my mm-hmm. a very good friend at work, uh, Marcel Edwards, she was on like episode two or three of this show um, back when I was like, hi, you're my friend and you're a geek. Let's let's talk. Um, and uh, she just was diagnosed because her, her eyesight was giving her problems with mm-hmm. a pituitary adenoma, <gasps> which oh, no. is basically a brain tumor. And right. it's not, not it's benign. It's not life threatening. But she's going into surgery this week, and and you know we're all a little stressed out. But um, right. her and um, my friend Lorelai and I are kind of like three of the English teachers. They kind of trained me to be a teacher because I didn't have a very good um, master teacher when I started teaching there. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai, Lorelai said, you know, one one of the things that when they remove this is there's a good chance that. Um, Marcel will definitely lose her sense of smell and therefore sense of taste for like six to nine months, but it could be permanent. So Lorelai says, well, let's, you know, she's been picking up tabs for us because that's just how Lorelai is. And she, she says, I found these pies and I want to give her, I want to give Marcel like all the things she likes before she goes under so that she's not going to be able to enjoy them for a while. Mm-hmm. So, so she buys these too many pies and, um, Marcel actually lets us know that, oh, hey, I'm not going to be at school today because I've got another doctor's appointment. I'm like, darn it. She goes, well, I'm sure it'll last. <laughs> and Lorelai's son is taking it out to the car, trips, and the, the pies explode. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> so she brings them in and she goes, she looks at me and she goes, my son tripped. Pies are exploded. We're eating them without Marcel. I'll bring I'll bring new ones tomorrow. But it was very very nice. It was like she didn't have to pay for these things. But she's like, and I was like, well, do you want me to pitch? And she's like, no, no, it's fine. It was my son's fault. Here's the pies. <laughs> oh well, that's well. I'm sorry about your friend. That yeah. Sucks. So shout out to you know send good good energy out to this coast because you know like we all know oh, that dear. it's not it's not. Um, supposedly knife not life-threatening but the two things are it is brain surgery <laughs> and marcel yeah, is one of those people who who won't like she says i'm gonna will my body back to to health and i was like sweetie you need to take six weeks off <laughs> you cannot come back until you're fully restored because i need you <laughs> you are the other right. person who teaches drama with me i need you back and you're my best friend so fix yeah it. Yeah, and now's, and now's the time, if there ever was a time, to take a break and lay around and do nothing but sleep, mm-hmm. eat healthily, 
and and relax so that your her, her body can heal and i know even though even though it is benign and that's fantastic as someone who has spent the better part of the last seven years a huge percentage of her life going back and forth into hospitals mm-hmm. that part is uh, almost the worst part of it like the, the having to constantly think about it and go do all that stuff and and it's you're never away from it. it's never not you're not thinking about it and and all surgeries are scary and yeah, that whole part, that's the, that's the awful part in my opinion. Um, more so almost than diagnosis is just the, the inconvenience now of having to have another thing that you have to think and worry about. <clears throat> that's just yeah. terrifying. It's just scary. So it is. Yeah. And so, you know, we're just like, I think we've all said you're going to be, you're going to feel so much better when it's done. Not just, I mean, yeah, the recovery is going to probably be uncomfortable and everything else, but at least you don't have to worry about it. Right. There will will come a time where you won't have to do this all the time, (laughs) which will be great. So we're good. Well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll send all the good thoughts, all the good hearty North Carolina thoughts, all the humid thoughts over there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just stop, stop sending us your humidity. You can have that back. (laughs) That's, that's global warming. That's not me. (laughs) (laughs) I reduced all my right. carbon footprint by not having children. So we're, that's all I can do. <laughs> uh, next week, we are going to have Katie and Chelsea on from Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. And I am going to to learn about K-pop. <laughs> Something, the, the, the sentence I would never thought of myself ever saying. But there you go. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I hope they make you do yeah. a dance. That's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> you need to learn some choreography for this. <laughs> nice. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound is being used under Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geek2Geek is a proud member of the Geek2Geek network. Check out other Geek2Geek shows such as the Geek2Geek podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Dragon Quest FM, and Sometimes Rob. Also, check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J and Troidal Power, and make sure you join us on our Reddit community at r forward slash geek2geekcast, or join us on Slack or Discord, wherever you want to chat with us, because we're all over the place. Uh, you can currently find us at geek2.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geek2.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geek2tude, or me personally at Epic Grays. Kelly, where can we find you? I need more followers on Twitter and Instagram. So forget about everything else. Just go follow me at Kelly Disagrees, K E L L E Y, at Kelly Disagrees on both places, and just look at my pictures and my my angry political rants, please. Thank you. I will follow back. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for joining us. I can't wait until we come up with another topic to have you on. Me too. And yeah, we, we need to do this more often. But until then, remember this week, keep it geek. Greetings, programs, and applications. I'm Ben, and I am Keith, and we are the The Two Two Gay Gay Geeks. Geeks. We are the nerds behind TG Geeks Webcast, where we talk about sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre. You name it, we talk about it. We release an episode every Monday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. You can find us on iTunes, Blueberry, Spreaker, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also, look us up on YouTube. And, of course, we can be found at tggeeks.com, where you can find not only our webcast, but articles about other geeky goodness. So come along for the wildest ride in the potosphere. Did you just say potosphere? <laughs>